This episode is brought to you in part by Candorel. Coming soon, a luxury master-planned condominium community rising at the corner of Bathurst and St. Clair. Situated directly on the subway and streetcar line, a monument of architecture and interior design, a timeless expression of glamour and grace. Forêt Forest Hill. Register today at live at forêt.ca. That's live at f-o-r-e-t dot c-a. That's what it sounded like last Sunday, June 12th in Ottawa, when 115 teens who'd already done their bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs or b'nai mitzvahs during the pandemic were able to let loose and actually have a real in-person party with all the trimmings that a pre-COVID simcha might have had, including the DJ and the giveaway glow sticks and swag like specially designed t-shirts and hoodies and even the photo booth. To be sure, the teens still had to wear masks, but now that the COVID lockdown restrictions have been lifted across Canada, they could dance and eat and sing in a big group as part of the COVID cohort event put on in a real venue by Kehillat Beth Israel for Jewish kids from all across the city and not just their own members. The teens all went through their individual coming-of-age ceremonies during the pandemic, but because of public health restrictions, they either had to do it by Zoom from home or, if they were lucky, do it in the sanctuary, but with just a few relatives allowed to be there. And I haven't heard of a single child who was, you know, made it hard for their parents or was not understanding of it. I think like the resilience of these kids and what they lost in the last two years by not attending school um, has been incredible. And I think we want to celebrate that resilience tonight. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, June the 22nd, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. COVID cohort teens started their evening at the synagogue doing good deeds, including writing letters to the sick and also to Israeli soldiers. They also packed bags for the homeless in Ottawa. There were evening services, and then the party started, and it was a chance for the teens to meet each other in person, and in some cases, to wear the new outfits they'd kept in their closets for the past two years. Coming up, we'll speak to some of the parents who organized the event and to their B'nai Mitzvah teens. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Ezra Shankin, the Chief Executive Officer of the Jewish Federation of Greater Vancouver, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Ukraine's Jewish President Vladimir Zelensky is set to speak today, Wednesday, to Canadian university students in a live link-up hosted by the University of Toronto. Zelensky will be chatting with Merrick Gertler, the president of the U of T, who is Jewish, and with Christia Freeland, the federal finance minister. She's of Ukrainian descent. Zelensky's hour-long appearance marks nearly four months since Russia invaded Ukraine and led to millions of Ukrainians becoming refugees. It's not the first time Zelensky's been linked to the U of T. He actually visited the school in person three years ago. Ten universities are joining in the live event, from the University of Saskatchewan to UPEI and Dalhousie. And if you want to watch it, it's being live streamed on the U of T's website. It starts at 10 o'clock Eastern time. And I put the link in our show notes. And joining me now from Ottawa is the COVID cohort. And here are their names in the order of how you'll hear them. Parent organizer Ruta Fluxgold, KBI's cantor Jason Green, 14-year-old Olivia Greenberg, her mother Melanie Itzkovich, 
13-year-old Ravi Wolfish, parent Michal Jacob, and her daughter Ella Fletcher, who designed the logo for the event, teen Jordan Sector, and finally board member David Lyman. How did this come about? Anyone can jump in. So it was a it was a group of us that sort of met during COVID outside and, and continued our friendship during as best we could during COVID. And some of us had children who were having their bar bat mitzvah during COVID. And we just thought it was so sad for these kids to, you know, go through that. And what could the shul do to, you know, celebrate the kids, bring them in, maybe have a community-wide event so that there were even more kids? Because they all sort of missed out on all those parties they got, you know, of their friends. But everyone had a wonderful bar bat mitzvah or b'nai mitzvah experience. Um, we're obviously here to, to celebrate um, to celebrate them. Uh, it It's... It's clear through their efforts and through their enthusiasm, and you can hear it right here in this room, that they had everything they needed, um, thanks to their parents, thanks to their family members, making the best of a difficult situation, uh, and which was absolutely wonderful. From a clergy perspective, I'll share this. The focus was on the mitzvah, you know, not the, not the bar, <laughs> as it were. And, um, so, and, and there's a time and a place for everything, and that's why we're here today. Uh, is for the is for the celebration, um, but really we can't forget that these kids have accomplished incredible things under the most difficult circumstances. So let's take a step back. I want to hear from every family, if possible, about you know how old you are, grade you're in, and how your specific bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah was was commemorated, celebrated during COVID. So uh, the Iskavishes, you guys want to start? I I'm 14. I'm in grade nine. Um, my bat mitzvah. It, I think like a week or two before I was allowed maybe like 50 people to come uh, to the actual service. And then like like a week before they they decided, hey, no, um, you're allowed 10 people. So I had like my grandparents there. Um, But it was still a really fun experience. like, I'm still happy how it went, like, how everything happened, and I don't think I would change it. Um, we tried to make it really special for her because, um, you know, it changed on a dime. Um, so what we ended up doing was we held a little drive-by for those who we invited from town so that they could drive by, and we had a little hockey stick to, like, give people kind of uh, a little thank you basket for like watching on, um, on the, the live stream. Can I hear from, uh, the wolfishes? Uh, sure. Um, I'm 13 years old and I'm currently in grade eight. Um, my bat mitzvah was supposed to be May 8th, 2021. And we were originally going to have like friends from all over like the city and my grandfather from Vancouver come in and see me do my bat mitzvah from the sanctuary at KBI, but then two weeks before I wanted to do my bat mitzvah, um, we got put into lockdown, so I was only able to have, like, a few people. So we decided to, like, give out these boxes, these homemade boxes, with challah, cookies, candy, and a kippah, and a program, and give them out um, all over the city to the people who were invited. And 
we just had like a small celebration with my family at home, just like my parents and my sisters at home. I mean, besides the fact you couldn't have everybody at the actual day, I mean, what other things do you think you'll always remember from when you, you know, are old and going, oh my God, I had a COVID bat mitzvah, right? Well, I'll obviously remember the fact that I wasn't able to have my bat mitzvah as I wanted it to, like with the themed kiddish and stuff. But I will, will also remember that my parents and my sisters tried to make it as special as they could for me. So I'm very grateful for that. So what was the theme supposed to be? Um, I think, well, the theme was the uh, silver lining because we were just in a bunch of COVID and we wanted to find like the good and the bad. I changed it a bunch of times. So like space, drag queens, uh, it was dance. It was going to be, it was different every other week. I like that silver lining. Our keepers also had silver linings on them. Oh, cool. I was going to say, are there any yeah, specific like mementos or actual physical things? So, okay, let's bring in the um, the family of Ella. My kids were actually extremely fortunate. We squeezed in an outdoor party um, about six weeks before their B'nai Mitzvah. Um, so we did it on September 12th, 2021, oh, which good. was just like a lull. Um, you know, school had just started uh, we we had about 70 kids at our house. We we did scale it down to have under 100 people. That's why we didn't invite any adults. Um, and then we had it in the shul uh, on, in October, but we didn't plan anybody but our family. And so they um, did their, their bar and bat mitzvah together uh, on Zoom. Um, and the only people they had there were there was uh, sort of the immediate extended family around 20 people um but ella is actually she did the logo for the party that we're we're all wearing on our t-shirts tell me about this logo for the covid cohorts <laughs> it's it's a person uh on a zoom meeting gotcha they're reading like the thing and it also has uh like the on the tour it has the Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another family. Do you want to weigh in and tell us about your dates when you were doing your bat mitzvah and stuff? So the big day was April 30th and May 1st, 2021. So last year. Um, and I did a Thursday morning and a Friday night service. Um, and the Thursday morning we had David Smith catered like pink lunch bags. And so they had candy bagels and just like what you would have as a regular lunch at the synagogue, but just for each person separately. And on the day of Thursday, we went around and dropped those off to other people's houses who couldn't make it in person because I think we were only allowed 10 people and the clergy. Call a couple to every one of you. Just to add on for- uh, David, come in, I was gonna- That's great. Uh, the, I, and I had the privilege as a Torah reader of being at a number of the B'nai Mitzvah, and it, it was an absolute privilege uh, to be there, and they did phenomenal jobs uh, given the, uh, the difficult circumstances they had. What was missing was the reason for a bar mitzvah, or a big, the big aspect of the B'nai Mitzvah is welcoming the young person to the congregation. It is building community. What was lost for this group was the opportunity for them to grow as a cohort and to build that community during their uh, B'nai Mitzvah time. This is not something that at KBI we accept. 
we require that we that all of the kids, both our members and the kids throughout Ottawa, have that opportunity to build community. And that's exactly what this program is, is we're seeing 120 kids from dozens of schools, I believe, that uh, throughout the city, many of them who have not had the opportunity to 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 to, to meet and be with their Jewish colleagues uh, who have experienced the same, who have been going through the same benefits of experience, it's lost when it's over Zoom, when it's one-on-one, when there isn't that opportunity. This, we feel, is absolutely necessary to get, to provide the opportunity for the kids. The kids are clamoring for it, uh, for that sense of community. And as a synagogue, we're clamoring to, to provide that opportunity for this, our future members, our future community. This is the reason why the shul is, uh, goes forward. And I'd like to add to that too. I want to say that absolutely all the kids, especially at KBI, um, had wonderful name mitzvah experience in terms of the mitzvah being called to Torah. I mean, I'm not aware of any kid who, you know, freaked out because they couldn't have the party or couldn't have the full, you know, they were all just for the most part, so understanding. And I think it, that, you know, they deserve this celebration. They didn't get to do the B'nai Mitzvah circuit, right? They didn't get to do so. My kids are only a year apart and we have a wardrobe full of uh, Barbat Mitzvah clothes we bought that never got used. Um, they never got to go and celebrate a different friend every weekend. And that's what tonight's about. I really appreciate that. And uh, Cantor and, and David, I appreciate the, the I wasn't trying to denigrate the mitzvah part. I, I just was trying to get the fact of the disappointment of the whole experience. And you summed it up so well as the cohort and being welcomed into the community and, and everyone throwing candy at you. Did you guys get to throw candy or Ravi, what, did you get candy thrown? Um, I got after I read my Haftorah, my sister snuck up onto the stage and threw candies at me. My sister actually hit my eye. So that's pleasant. I remember that. (laughs) And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Barb Onrod of Toronto. She wrote in to say how much she liked the interview that we did with the rabbi, Ari Sitnik, who starred in Drake's new wedding video. She didn't like the concept of having an Orthodox rabbi appear in the video where some of the women were dressed with their breasts so visible. And we'll end the show with a sneak peek at a coming episode where Ron Silag comes back for a second installment of the CJN Deadbeat. She ended up... Um establishing what was described as, I find this hard to believe it was opened in the Ottawa Citizen, but they opened the first record store in Ottawa called Treble Clef. I remember Treble Clef. That was big. Yeah, and that was big. Not only it was so big that it expanded into a chain of 15 stores and they sold the the most modern, strangest, cutting-edge music, what what might have been called beatnik stuff in those days. (laughs) 